I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 240 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is time for another Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Joining me today is former Navy SEAL and candidate for U.S. Senate in Virginia, Scott Taylor. I was able to squeeze this interview in with Scott just after he crushed a workout on the beach in Virginia. I know that his schedule is tight, so I'm very grateful to get a few minutes of his time. Scott Taylor will be here with me in just a few, so please stick around for the interview. And if you guys are following me on Instagram, then you heard the awesome news already. Next week, a very special Warrior Wednesday podcast will be my interview with legendary Night Stalker pilot Mike Durant, whose Black Hawk helicopter was shot down over the streets of Mogadishu, Somalia back in 1993. He was held captive for 11 days. This was, of course, all made famous by the movie Black Hawk Down. I cannot even begin to tell you how honored I am that Mike has given me a few minutes of his time here, so please lock it in for that. Also next week, I have the UFC legend known as the Immortal, Matt Brown, and I have another Frogman Friday coming at you, so please follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out just who it is and who else will be joining me here. And I cannot say thank you enough for all of you listeners out there. You guys are just smashing the downloads, and this new season is off to a tremendous start. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of the emails, DMs. You guys have no idea how much your kind words mean to me. And please, feel free to hit me up with any suggestions, what you'd like to see me change on the show, who you'd like to hear from, or anything else like that. My email, firstclassfatherhood at gmail.com, is in the description of every podcast episode, as is the link for the First Class Fatherhood store. You guys can rock hats, t-shirts, pick up a mug, and so much more. Check it out. And be sure you're taking advantage of my partnership with Manscaped while you still can. Visit manscaped.com and use that promo code FATHER at the checkout. Save 20% off of their products, plus you get free shipping. You got to grab that electric trimmer, guys. You'll thank me for it. So let's go, dads. Please make sure you're sharing this podcast with every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with former Navy SEAL Scott Taylor. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, First Class Fatherhood is being brought to you today by Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They sent me their lawnmower 2.0, and I wish they had something like this years ago. I can't tell you how many times I've nicked my nuggets in the shower while shaving, and you definitely don't want to be using the same razor on your face that you're using down there on the two amigos. The lawnmower 2.0 is an electric trimmer with skin-safe technology. It's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. So let's go, dads. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners are getting 20% off their entire order, plus free shipping by using the promo code FATHER. Go to manscaped.com, enter the promo code FATHER at the checkout, save 20% off, and get free shipping. Manscaped.com, promo code FATHER. All right, joining me now is a first-class father. He is a former member of the elite United States Navy SEAL teams. He's a combat veteran and a former member of the U.S. House of Representatives. He's currently running for the U.S. Senate seat in Virginia. It is an honor for me to say, Scott Taylor, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Good to be with you and your listeners, of course. Let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old? I have one son. He's six. Wow, okay. You got him involved in any uh, sports or activities yet? 
I think I should qualify, actually. I have one son, he's six. I was engaged when I was in the military, and she had a two-year-old. Uh, she is, the daughter is now 21. So I'm, I'm, I've been sort of like a father figure mentor to her, her uh, since she was two years old. So, But I have my own personal, my, you know, my biological son is six years old. Okay, very cool. You got him involved in any uh, sports or activities yet? Yeah, he's been uh, in soccer shops for a couple of years now, and he's uh, he's doing some. His mother's a scientist, so he's been a couple of camps for two and three D animation and stuff like that. And, and uh, I'd like to get him in jujitsu or wrestling, but that's all going to be dependent upon him if he likes it or not. He certainly oh. likes he certainly likes wrestling with me, but we'll see if he likes to get flashing. <laughs> okay, very cool. Uh, Scott, do me a favor. Please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. So I am originally from the Eastern Shore uh, on the Maryland side, Delmarva Peninsula. Grew up, single mother, four kids in the house who we were working poor. But I got, I got very lucky. I was, in, I was in trouble early on, a lot of free time, the wrong crowd, was arrested on probation by age 12. My mother signed me up for uh, the mentorship program, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And uh, that's when I met Andy, who really changed the trajectory of my life. Taught me everything from having a napkin in my lap at the dinner table to stock options, but most importantly, instilled confidence and self-worth in me and enabled me to leave that small town with, you know, no money, no, no, not good grades or anything like that to have the goal of become a U.S. You know, United States Navy SEAL. And I did, so I spent just over eight years in the SEAL team in South Central America and then in the Iraq War. And then afterwards, I got out and used my GI Bill and um, went to Harvard University to get an undergrad and I'm finishing my thesis now with my master's, and I served a couple terms in the Virginia House of Delegates and, of course, U.S. Congress as well. And uh, if it wasn't for that man, for Andy, none of those things would have been accomplished. Yeah, wow, what an incredible journey you've had here, Scott, along the way. And I, I know, I mean, the political scene, it just seems so toxic right now. Well, what, what are some of the difficulties involved with running for office while being a dad? Uh, well, it's a sacrifice. There's no question about it, you know, whether you're in the military or in the political world. You know, you're away from your family uh, quite often. And, you know, he comes with me. He comes with me to a lot of events and stuff, and he'll tell you he doesn't like it, but he likes going. And uh, but I, So there's a sacrifice there of time. And obviously the discourse in the country right now is, is tough. Um, and quite frankly, in the past decade, it's been, it's been pretty tough. So when, you, you know, when your kid and your family, you know, they're, they're, they're affected by that because, you know, you got one side saying you're an angel and one side saying you're a devil, and that's on TV and social media. And, so it's tough. It's tough for a, you know, a young kid to sort of cope with that sometimes. And quite frankly, your family. I mean, I have thick skin, but my family is. You know, they get more upset than I do on political attacks and stuff. But all that being said, it's it's worth serving this nation. It's worth uh, going forth and trying to help people and solve problems. And I would encourage everybody to try it if, if, that, if you're inclined to do so. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for your service, uh, for sure. And, and I know you were, you were born in Baltimore. You're from Maryland. Baltimore has been in, in the news recently here. And well, everybody's been discussing, you know, the politically correct way to describe the condition in that city. My, my take is that there's a severe fatherless problem in Baltimore. Uh, you grew up without a father in the home as well. Uh, a lot of cities in, in, in our country are facing this fatherless problem. Uh, you know, so, and I know a lot of uh, places where there's a high percentage of kids with no dad, there's also a higher percentage of crime as well. Are, are you seeing that? And how can we maybe, from a political standpoint, get this family structure fixed? Well, there, you know, unfortunately, that's where we are as a nation. I mean, I think it's about roughly 50% of homes are single-parent homes. And that's where we are. I mean, that's, you know, from, you know, obviously, uh, good or bad, you know, women are, are in the workforce a lot more now than they ever were. 
And you know, unfortunately, you got a lot of dads who are deadbeats, and you know they're not pulling their weight, and that's very unfortunate. And you mentioned Baltimore. Yeah, I was born there, still have family there. Yes, I mean it's, there's a big problem with single parent households, and just statistically, you know, if you're from a single parent household, you're you're more uh, likely to end up in crime or not educated, and you know, and, and or using drugs and, and stuff like that. So there's no question that having a solid role male uh, role model, excuse me, or father in your home is it's, it's huge. It's huge for the development of, of a child, whether it's a boy or a girl. And, you know, I, I think I'm a huge, obviously, believer in mentorship, sports, coaches, because there's no question about it that in my life, you know, not only was Andy, you know, he's the father to me, but I also had a soccer and a wrestling coach who were huge impacts on my life and in a positive way. And, and sometimes in places like Baltimore and places like L.A. and other places, you know, sometimes that, that, role, that role model, that male figure, is not such a, a good person, right? And but they give the same attention and love uh, that a good person would. So it, it gets it gets kids, you know, who are seeking and reaching out for that attention, go in the wrong direction. So I mean, I'm a big believer in in in, uh, in sports, in coaching, in mentorships, and things like that. Uh, I, I would be lying to you if I if I said, hey, look, we can solve we can solve that problem politically and you know with a law or something like that. But I've been very supportive on the appropriations committee. Uh, when I was in the U.S. Congress, of, of funding um, mentorship programs like Big Brothers and Big Sisters, like the Boys and Girls Club, which I was also um, a frequent patron of. Yeah, very well said. And, uh, and also, unfortunately, you know, the, the mass shootings have been also in the news lately there. Uh, how do you kind of feel about putting either, uh, you know, armed police officers or ex-veterans in our children's school system uh, to keep them safe? All right, dads, the NFL season is now upon us, and the Major League Baseball season is winding down. There is no better time to take your kids to the ball game, and First Class Fatherhood listeners can save $20 off their tickets on SeatGeek.com by using my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. Maybe you want to see a concert or a Broadway show. Save 20 bucks on the tickets on SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. It's a slam-dunk deal, dads. SeatGeek.com, promo code FIRSTCLASS. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. How do you kind of feel about putting either, uh, you know, armed police officers or ex-veterans in our children's school system uh, to keep them safe? Well, you know, I think there's, there's a, um, you know, number one, I, I supported those measures when I was in the House of Delegates in Virginia. Uh, we have eight, over 800,000 veterans in Virginia. There's plenty of folks who are retired who can help um, help. And you're not talking about somebody walking around with an M16 or something, but you're talking, you know, conceals having a weapon. I mean, that's their most precious resource. But there are other things that we can do as well that things I've, I've actually worked on, too, for years. One is, look, I, I'm a little bit different than most politicians because I'm a, you know, I'm a former Navy SEAL sniper, so I know guns very well. And I also spent four years in and out of Yemen protecting assets. So I understand how, you know, physical security of buildings and people and movement and, you know, one of, the, one of the biggest things that you can do, one of the easiest things you can do in a school immediately is have a single point of access and entry where anybody who's going in, all doors are locked, anybody going in is, uh, is buzzed in and you know exactly who's coming in. Now, that sounds like common sense, but that is not the case across the country in most school systems. It is now in our local uh, city, Virginia Beach. Uh, but that's number one. Number two, there are a couple other technology things that you can put in place, and they don't prevent a, a, um, a shooter but they buy time, which saves lives. I think the FBI statistic was every 18 seconds in a, in, a, uh, in a mass shooting scenario, someone dies, right? So 
there's there's technology that was actually built in war, but it, it detects a gunshot within one second, and it's software. And it's in sensors you can put up. So if you think of a if you think of a fire alarm, a logic, right? A fire alarm doesn't stop a fire. It alerts you, alerts authorities, so that you have time to get out, right, and uh, and save your life. So this this technology, because it's software, within one second can alert law enforcement, can alert anyone in the building via their cell phones or computers that in fact yes there was a gunshot and this is where it took place uh, within a, a few feet. So it, it gives gives people time you know, to either get out or hunker down or whatever that might be. There's also technology, uh, artificial intelligence, that can go through cameras that can spot guns. So, so you know, if you look, and I guess probably most recently and famously, the, the shooter in Dayton, you see him in the camera with his gun, right? That, that technology can look through cameras, see the gun immediately, and again, because it's software, it can alert authorities or alert people in the building that there's someone with, with a gun. Um, so those things are, are not that expensive and quick fixes that can help save lives. Um, but the other measure that you spoke about, whether having an armed guard in school, in school systems, I support, I support most of those measures, quite frankly, because it's our most precious resource. Uh, we should do something about that. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think, I think it's a, a, a slam dunk to, to definitely. We see them everywhere else that we go, subway, airport, train station. Uh, we always see them. I don't know why we wouldn't have them in the school yeah. system. Politicians, you know, celebrities, rich folks. Politicians are protected by, by guns, by security measures. Why in the hell would we not do that to our most, with our most precious people? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and you mentioned technology there. Technology is a struggle with a lot of dads now just because of the, um, you know, the, the uh, we struggle oh, yeah. with it, our children struggle with it. How do you kind of monitor or handle the technology? Is your, is your son, I know he's only six, is he already swiping screens? How do you kind of handle that with him? He was swiping an iPhone when he or an iPad when he was like one. <laughs> so you know, when he's twelve years old, he's going to be my tech support. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's funny that you say that. Yeah, I mean, just yesterday, I, I felt like he was watching, playing the games on the phone too long, and I took it away from him. And we went outside to the beach and played. <laughs> you know, so uh, I do monitor it, and so does so does his mother. Um, there's no question about it that he he wants to be on it all the time, and you know, in monitoring him. I also realize my own usage is too much, right? So if I'm going to be a dad and a leader, I can't be telling him to, you know, stay off his phone and then I'm always on mine, right? So, and that, and that is a struggle too because of my, the, the nature of my business. I'm on the phone a lot. Uh, but there's no question that I, that I monitor his usage on the phone as well as, you know, we have parental guidelines and stuff on the, on the phone. So doesn't know, you know, perverts or he gets into any stuff that he shouldn't be on. But, so it's a struggle. There's no question because it's easy to give, you know, your kid if they're uh, if you're out somewhere at a restaurant or something like that, and you want to sort of pacify them. It's just, it's a it's an easy solution, but I think that uh, it can be counterproductive. Yeah, it, it, I agree with you there. I mean, it is tempting when you're out at the restaurant. I have four kids myself, so uh, sometimes just to, just to try to wait till the food gets there, we'll be like, you know what? Let's just put on a little show for the little one, and we uh, we definitely fall into that trap uh, for sure. Well, how about as far, I mean, obviously, a Navy SEAL, uh, you're a very well-disciplined person. How are you, uh, what type of disciplinarian are you as a father? You know, I, I, you know, some of it's luck, of course, because he's, my son is uh, pretty well-behaved and responds uh, fairly well to, um, you know, when he was younger, time out worked really, really well. And now, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I just have to raise my voice slightly or give him a look, and it just, he responds to it. <laughs> you know, he's... He's, he's still, like any other kid, is uh, testy sometimes and wants to talk back and stuff like that. Uh, but it's not – I'm very lucky. He's, he's a really well-behaved kid typically. And like I said, I, 
I just have to raise my voice or look at him a certain way, and he responds. <laughs> so, yeah, very cool. Well, I'm definitely glad to see that, you, you know, you Navy SEALs are getting into the political scene. We definitely need your voices. Uh, I love Crenshaw. I love Crenshaw. I'm, I'm waiting for him to have a kid so I can get him on the podcast here. Uh, what he's, a good, is a few- he's, a, he's a good dude. I'll tell you, Crenshaw reached out to me years ago because I was just, uh, I think I was at the time I probably was the only one elected in office up to the state delegate, and he was up at Harvard, and I met him up at a bar, and I didn't know who he was because he was a, I didn't know him before. He was a West Coast deal, and he said, hey, can you meet with me? I have questions on politics. I'm yeah, sure, no problem, because that happens fairly often. So I meet him in the bar, and I had no idea he was missing an eye, and, uh, and he had this fake eye in his, you know, that had a sealed trident on his fake eye, and I'm like, what in the world is that? You know, like, totally caught me off guard and had no idea that he had a fake eye. But a really good guy. He's got a good temperament. He's smart. And I think he'll do well. Yeah, he seems very poised whenever I see him speaking at anything. He seems very uh, under control. And that's why I think a lot of you guys bring to the table is your, your level-headedness and your ability to stay focused on what you're talking about and not get disrupted by the, uh, you know, just the garbage that's involved with what you do in politics. So, uh, No questions. We're used to being trained, you know, with, to be able to think with clarity under chaos. Uh, what does the future hold for you? Would you would you consider a, a run at that big ticket at the presidency somewhere down the line? Uh, you're wishing that on me. <laughs> no, you know, you know, who knows? I'm I'm actually, uh, you know, I had to evaluate what what I wanted to do now. And actually, the president in December asked me to be ambassador to to uh, Qatar, but um, I'm not sure where that is right now. Uh, I've actually decided to run for U.S. Senate in Virginia. So right now, that's that's what we're focused on in 2020. Is is uh, Taking back Virginia, if you will. Yeah, and that's incredible, man. And I wish you the best of luck in the Senate race. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long here. Last thing I want to hit you with, Scott, uh, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? <laughs> get your sleep in. <laughs> get your sleep in right now. Uh, no, look, I, I think there, there's nothing. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. There's no question about that with, with my son. And... um and just, you know, you're going to enjoy it. And you're going to love teaching him. And when he, when he learns new things, this is going to be, the, it's going to be great. And my, my biggest advice is, is uh, just be there. Just be present. It doesn't matter if you don't know what, what you need or, or should say to, that, to him. Or, uh, you just, you just be, be present and listen to him. And when he asks you to play with him a little bit, get down and play with him. You know, uh, there's nothing that's more important than showing up and being there. No question. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. i got to say, Scott Taylor, you're a first-class father, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. Love what you do. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Scott Taylor for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, and drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in for next week. i got five bangers coming at you, including UFC fighter known as the Immortal, Matt Brown. we got NFL wide receiver, TJ Hushmanzada, and, of course, legendary Night Stalker, Blackhawk pilot, Mike Durant, plus a Frogman Friday and much more. That's all I got for you guys this week. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.